right, everyone. How are you doing? I'm Sergio from the Dodgeball Podcast, and here with me I have... Uh, Bree Darcy from Derby Phantoms Dodgeball Club, who also plays for England and Great Britain. Quite a resume from our guests right here. So, um, you, have, you, have, you have a pretty solid story, but let's get to it. Um, let's get some preliminaries out of the way. So, what's your jersey number, and what's the story behind it? Uh, so, I've gone with 99 um, because I am Canadian and I decided to be a, a little bit arrogant in my jersey number selection with that. So if anybody from North America is watching this, they'll know, they're listening to this, I should say, they'll know that number 99 is known as Wayne Gretzky and the great one is his nickname. So I've gone for that. So you consider yourself the great one over there? Uh, not yet, but I want to <laughs> aim high, you know, aim high. <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. And um, you, you kind of have a unique story in that you you moved from one country to another and discovered dodgeball. Is that is that fair to say? Yeah, I would say probably competitive dodgeball I found when I moved over to the UK. When I was in Canada, I was playing sort of recreational leagues playing at school, that sort of thing. But then, yeah, I came to the UK and started playing when they were just finishing three balls, when there was only three dodgeballs on court. It's roughly seven years ago, I believe. Yeah, yeah, about that. And that's <laughs> roughly when the uh, Diary Phantoms Club started up. I joined just after. Oh, so you're one of the, first, you're one of the original Phantoms. Yeah, maybe not the we'll say not the first batch but they're in thereabouts okay fair enough uh so what was your first session like uh with them in the in initial stages yeah it was really good everybody at phantoms is really welcoming jen and simon run a tight ship as well so um you know it's always been really well run but i think the first time i started playing i think my first thought was why is there only three balls on court uh, in North America, we normally play with six and they're made of foam. So it was interesting going from small balls that you can hold with your hands flying around everywhere to having these like volleyball sized thing that you couldn't get a grip on. There's only three of them. <laughs> so. And they were huge. They're massive, massive. So um, other than the three ball, you enjoyed uh, playing with uh, Darby? Yeah, yeah, I've really enjoyed it over the years. It's been just really cool to see it sort of grow and take shape and from where we, where the club sort of come from and where it's at now. If it wasn't for Jen and Simon, it, it would have fallen apart years ago. So, it's, uh, yeah, they do a really good job. All right, so let's give them a little shout out. What is it about them that uh, running the ship that I would say, how would I, how would I, how would I ask this? What is it about them running the ship that won you over to becoming a phantom? I think the two of them balance each other out really well. So you've got Simon on one side, who's a, a bit rigid, bit strict, um, likes a plan and likes to follow the plan. And Jen's similar in a lot of ways where she likes the plan, likes to follow the plan. Um, but You'll, you'll have Simon who's there to kind of give you the hard truths and Jen's there to, you know, soften it a bit. So Simon will tell it as it is and then Jen will soften the message to you. So 
great partnership. Works really well. <laughs> and you've been with them roughly since the end of, uh, you said three ball, right? So that would have been seven yeah. years you would have been with them. Yeah, it must be. It's hard. You kind of lose track of time after a while, <laughs> but yeah, it's got to be around then. Around there. Um, so let's talk about it. What, what have been your favorite uh, memories with the Phantoms? Oh, man. Great question. Uh, On and off the court. So this one's not my favorite memory, but it's my most memorable memory. Um, so this was off court <laughs> and this memory haunted me for two years afterwards. So <laughs> there was, there was a uh, St. Patrick's Day night out. Well, I say night out. I didn't actually make it out. out. Uh, barely made it past freeze. So it's uh, <laughs> always where good stories start. Well, I was actually going snowboarding the next day after St. Patrick's Day, and I decided it would be a great idea to give somebody a piggyback, um, you know, as we're leaving to go out of freeze. So what happens is when I gave this person a piggyback, in slightly healed boots, there's drinks spilled everywhere. Um, yeah, my leg just went sideways, and this person sort of fell on top of me. So... <laughs> What happened was that haunted me for the next two years was I found out I had an ACL tear after that. So it was, uh, I was out for, yeah, we had surgery and I was out for another two years and I couldn't even enjoy my snowboarding trip. Um, wow. I know you said that wasn't your favorite memory, but why was that a memory worth recalling? Because <laughs> <laughs> I would be... That's two years of my life I would uh, be forgetting about then. So that, that's fair. Don't don't, wait, don't wish your life away, no matter how bad it, how bad the bit is. That's fair. That just blew me away. Um, any positive memories? <laughs> yeah, I just decided to lead with. Uh, yeah, it's definitely me... my most memorable. That's uh, that one I have to always um, always come back to. But I think some of the more uh, positive experiences that we have. I think coming up from League One was really cool. So when we all started as a club, we were in League One. Uh, we were, yeah, like pushing for sort of to get up into Super League. And yeah, we ended up doing it. We placed second uh, just behind Spartans. So Spartans were top of the table with us. So as a team, they've always felt like a bit of a rival team, at least for me. But yeah, really enjoyed, really enjoyed that. It was such a sense of accomplishment moving up from league one so um let's talk about more about you and and internationally so when did you decide to go out for uh, the england squad so can i lose track of time but it was a few years ago i went for england but i didn't quite make the senior squad the first time around um i went into development for a year and i think they were just trying to see if i could adhere to tactics <laughs> so it was a little bit of a, a little bit of a wild card sometimes still am sometimes not it depends how I'm feeling that day but <laughs> I think at the time they were just trying to see if I was uh that's what we call the wild card tactics. there Brie <laughs> I, would, I would say I'm not I'm not like the worst wild card it's like it comes out in I used to be probably uh but I've learned to control it now okay fair sometimes. enough Good. sometimes sometimes <laughs> Should I have Jen and Simon in the chat? In I know. <laughs> I was like choosing my words. I can just see them shaking their heads now. 
I mean, I could press, I could press dial and call one of them right now. You just want. <laughs> <laughs> so this was how long ago was this? You said it was a couple years ago. Yeah, it was a few years ago. I think it was, I think it was pre-COVID, and then um, post-COVID's when I made the senior squad. If I remember rightly. And, and this is uh, uh, for GB as well, right? GB was, so it was very newly formed. So it was only, I think it was pre-COVID. We all made the team and then it went off for a little bit because of COVID and we didn't actually get to compete in anything. But then when we came back, uh, we had our first actual point as a team and competition in, uh, in Canada. Yeah, I remember that. Um, what was that experience like? You're essentially yeah. going home, but on wearing an enemy shirt, so to speak, if that makes sense. <laughs> like, yeah, you're not does. there as someone fighting for Canada. You're there fighting to take gold from them. Yeah. And <laughs> the, in, <laughs> interestingly, so the, the event was amazing. Um, yeah, I really enjoyed every minute of it. There was funny you should say about playing against Canada. So I mostly played foam when I was there and played a little bit of cloth. And they let me come on for the Cloth Canada game, you know, show off in front of the family and all of that. And uh, it was the only set we lost. It was the one I went on for. <laughs> wow. So, so it was, uh, yeah, I was like, yeah, this is going great, Brie. This is really good. Really, really showing your stuff here. <laughs> You, 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 you lost that set. The only set you had to play and it was against Canada and, and you lost. <laughs> well, well, I played a few other sets after that. So it was for oh, a half, I think. Fair but the first set I come on. <laughs> fair enough. Okay, fair enough. Now we got that more cleared up out the way. I'm about to say, I, I, I'm pretty sure, uh, not saying I know this as an insider secret, but I'm pretty sure they had a bounty on you for sure. There was a bounty. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> How many times can you hit the turncoat? <laughs> I'm sure, I'm sure there was somebody who was happy they made their pool. Um, but other other than other than the set, everything went well in, uh, for you in Canada. Your family went out and visit you, saw you. Yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, it was. It was just really nice to have them there. To be honest, because we haven't, they've not really seen me play before, so or at least not at that sort of level. Um, so they've been over. To, my dad's been over to the UK once, so he came and. Uh, sort of participated sort of watched dodgeball here but yeah it was nice to do it on like a bigger scale had the whole family um so yeah it was it was really nice and so overall that was, that was a pretty much a solid trip back home albeit under enemy colors <laughs> uh, so let's let's take a trip of your past what uh what um would you say would your sports background be my sports background is, well, I grew up playing a lot of soccer, baseball, a bit of volleyball. Um, yeah, lots, lots of different sports, but I think probably the main one was soccer. My dad's been playing since he was like eight years old. So, of course, the kids had to play. <laughs> and then a bit of dodgeball, but not quite as competitive <laughs> as, uh, <laughs> as now. Yeah, I, I can't imagine you playing against... Uh... Who who would be in England you'd face? Let's see. Like baby Jen. 
or <laughs> like imagine <laughs> meeting Jen as kids. Oh, I thought that'd be amazing. <laughs> there, there used to be this video game series called uh, the Backyard Series, and the Backyard Series was essentially like you played your favorite professional athletes as children in the backyard. <laughs> oh, that sounds so cool. I've never heard of it before. Uh, Matt, I'm kind of showing my age a little bit. I'm 35, but yeah, like it's an old school game. I, I love it. And I just keep thinking, like, so if you, and let's see, who who else would you and April and Jen as kids? Yeah, you throw we'd Simon. All be, yeah, <laughs> Simon would be a bit young, though, wouldn't he? He'd be a couple years younger than us. <laughs> <laughs> just, just throwing that out there, just for laughs and giggles. <laughs> Um, did you have any role models growing up or do you have any role models in uh, dodgeball? Um, it's interesting because probably I look up to like a lot of people in a way. So I don't really have specific heroes, but I, I really just enjoy taking a little bit from everybody. So that sounds <laughs> just taking everything. No, but I like. I like watching people play and finding what sort of like is the it's not so cheesy but like the essence of them and like what makes them great and trying to emulate that so um I'm very much a big believer in imitation I know people say imitations sort of you know it can be seen quite negative but I think it's it's quite good you see you look at people who are doing better than you um who have better skills than you and rather than see it as a threat to yourself, you see it as like an opportunity to realize that you can go at least that high, if not higher. So uh, sort of every, everybody and anybody, I can pretty much find something positive in them. And then, yeah. So who has added more to your game? Who's added more to my game? Um, well, Jen and Simon, I keep saying the names, name dropping, but Jen and Simon, if it wasn't for them, I'd be, be in shambles, <laughs> just this chaotic, hurricane just trying to throw balls all on my own <laughs> uh i mean based on what i hear you're still chaotic but in a different way and we'll definitely get into that in a bit um <laughs> who would you say uh if, if uh, for every role model we have i would say we also would have a rival do you have a rival in the game whether it be a teammate in in training whether it be a player you play against in st george's park who is it? So I wouldn't necessarily say it's a rival. Okay. But there's somebody that I just, I love playing across from. I love training with them. And whenever they're on court, I always feel like I have to one-up them, um, even though, <laughs> and I think they see the same about me. So it's not necessarily a rival. I just really enjoy playing them. So I feel like they push me a bit. And that would be um, the baby of the dodgeball club uh, dodgeball community Amy Sharp oh really yeah love playing across from her love playing with her I think she's just got such a great energy always wanting to like push and I love it when you get up court and you face her and she gives you that little smile and you can you kind of know the the play is over and you go back to normal <laughs> <laughs> yeah the I really play enjoy playing over and you go back to normal um <laughs> Well, I can say this. I've met Emmy, and I can sit here and say this. Uh, we have we have a saying in the states. So you know, she ha she has that dog in her. You know what I mean? 
got that dog in her. And I, I can say that firsthand. I've seen it. She got that dog in her. Okay? For people out here, y'all know what I'm talking about. But for everyone over there, that pretty much means she got something special. She's not going to back down from nobody. She did not back down from people slinging that thing when I was over there in Belfast. So I can tell you right now, she got that dog in her. She she not backing down from nobody. Oh, no. And she was over COVID. She was a she was an inspiration watching her Instagram. Uh, she just built a gym in her garage, was just working out. It was yeah, it was really cool to see how hard she was working. And it shows. And uh, I got to say props for you guys having a better healthcare system because I know her dad took a beating in some of those. <laughs> I'm sure he was better off for what you guys have over there. Um, you have a pregame ritual before a tournament or heading to St. George's Park? Um, I wouldn't say like, do I have a ritual? Probably not a pregame ritual. Uh, usually just eat some sweets. Have maybe a bit of energy drink, <laughs> and then sweets is candy. By the way, <laughs> okay, okay. I didn't say nothing. I didn't say nothing. Didn't... I'm trying. I'm translating. I'm translating. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> um, but yeah, so probably that. Maybe a bit of music. But yeah, just generally try and get into the zone. That was actually going to be my follow up. Uh, who's on your playlist? Pre-game playlist. So. My music taste hasn't changed since uh, 2005, 2006. So I listen to a lot of new metal. Uh, that's new with an NU. Uh, so <laughs> you'd be surprised. Not many anybody outside of the metal community might you know understand what? that. <laughs> I will. You know what, Bree? I'm gonna give you a pass because I, I I know this very well. But for the people at home, when she said you know new nu i was just like yeah that's how you say it but unfortunately not everyone knows that so i have to be mindful of the people who don't know that's how you pronounce new metal okay good <laughs> yes i'm also well, not... i'm also a fan good good you like the right type of music then <laughs> <laughs> i i'm gonna just say it. i'm 35 and I, I think I've reached that point in my life where like new stuff does not impress me. And I find myself listening to stuff that I listened to when I was a kid. Oh yeah. It's, it's got nostalgia tied to it. And that's something you can't really get from new music, but I still like some of the newer stuff that comes out. I think there's still, it's really interesting how music's evolved um, and what sort of come out. It's a lot more samples and remakes and, and things, but I quite like hearing people taking it's almost like music is like an art and people are like taking it and making their own making it their own so i do like listening to some new stuff but definitely find comfort in early 2000s so what's your favorite track that you listen to from that from that timeline oh i think favorite track is a little bit broad um because it depends on the week depends on the day but what <laughs> am i listening to right now <laughs> yeah so uh, what's a good one that I love? So at the minute, I would say I've got uh, System of a Down video, radio, radio, video, whichever way around it is. Um, that song on repeat, you know, from Corn, Gonna Make Me Bad. That's what I'm listening to at the minute from them. Slipknot, a little bit more 
probably a little bit more duality, vermilion, that sort of thing. Um, yeah, a few of those songs. I need to be in that car. We got the same playlist. <laughs> I need to be in that car yeah. right to St. George's Park. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, because uh, that, that, now you and I, we're speaking the same language right there. That right there. We're right it. there. You're a Canadian Brit. I'm a Mexican American. We can make that work. It's just, we're speaking the same yeah. language. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, let me get to the questions. We had plenty. All right. So Hannah Catterall, that's my dog right there. Um, what was your favorite moment at Worlds? I think having my family there was probably, it's not really a moment, but I think just the whole experience of having my sister, dad, mom and everybody there, it was, it was just really nice. Um, kind of motivates you a bit more having them cheering you on. My mom just is this five foot two woman who makes friends with everybody so <laughs> you just see her wandering around making friends everywhere it's hard to keep her attention <laughs> it sounds very very familiar to my grandma to a t like yeah. i'll literally tell my grandma to you know just sit down and chill like I'm, i'll be right back i'm gonna just turn the corner and grab something next thing i know i turn around she's in the opposite end of the room and like just chatting up with somebody i'm just yeah. thinking like Am I the adult in this situation right now? Am I babysitting <laughs> her right now? Like, I got to just tell her, like, just just chill, Grandma. I get you. You're cool. <laughs> yeah, that's that's pretty much it. That's pretty much my mom. She's uh, she would she's not been to the UK before. Uh, really excited to get her over. But she would just fit in in British pub culture very, very well. <laughs> I love that culture to a T. Uh, so to kind of give context for how far did they travel in Canada to come see you play? Um, so my mom now lives in Calgary, which is about three hour drive from Edmonton where Worlds was held. So she wasn't too bad in the grand scheme of things, which will shock the UK listeners. My dad and my sister came from Victoria stroke Vancouver area. So my sister was in Victoria. My dad's White Rock, which is just outside Vancouver. So, yeah, they were closer to eight to ten hours. Yeah, I know. That's, 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 yeah, that's opposite end right there. Damn. As soon as you said uh, <laughs> Victoria, I was like, fuck, that's far. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was my little sister, and she, she made the effort. She got on the boat, came all the way over. So that was cool. Nice. April Phillips, how have you found the international scene? Yeah. Loved it. Really loved it. Um, I think playing with everyone being like a really similar ability, similar sort of mindset, that's been really cool. So playing with England and for both England and Great Britain, um, just love training with them. You just get to like bounce things off of them in a, in a really nice environment. Um, you get to test yourself as well. You've got a lot of people there at a similar level to you which sometimes at club level, you know, it can be a little bit difficult because you've got, you know, you're playing with men, you're playing with women, you're playing with different styles of dodgeball. So it's hard to play your game sometimes where when you're playing uh, England or Great Britain, you can really find like a, a style that works for the whole whole team, really, when there's sort of 16, 17 of you. <laughs> nice. Um... 
We'll skip my question for now. Uh, Shaquille Joseph, what are some of your most surprising things you've seen on court? Wait, I think I read that. Hold on. What are some of the most surprising things you've seen on court? Seems like a bit of a broad question. You know who he is? Or you know Shaquille? No, no. Um, well, I don't think so. So I, I, I guess let's, let's talk about highlights. Any, what is the craziest highlight, whether it be from Darby, whether it be from GB, that you've seen? Well, from Darby, I think, so one that's happened really recently, so it's kind of fresh in my memory, and this is only going to be relevant to the people who sort of know him, but um, James Smith made a disgusting catch at league the other week and yeah just never seen it such a good bit of dodgeball from him when it comes to catching (laughs) (laughs) so it's very very niche very niche so you have to know him but yeah yeah not the catching type he he leaves his grips at home he uh he has the (laughs) technique of a he has a technique of a crocodile that lad (laughs) so he he claps down on the ball like, like an actual crocodile um so. okay all right um <laughs> oh just to be sure are we sure james you said james smith right that's his name yeah yeah are you sure he's actually from the uk because <laughs> I, this I hope, that gesture that you just did that was the florida gators the gator chomp that they do oh. at the school. <laughs> i'm just thinking he's a florida transfer student yeah, maybe this is it. He's been holding out on us. He's actually from Florida. <laughs> no, that was that was amazing. You should there's a clip of it and you can just see every all the phantoms in the stands just going nuts. It was it was great. Shout out to James. <laughs> okay. Um <laughs> Okay. And your love language is a takedown and ground and pound. Explain. Um so I've been known to be a bit aggressive when I get excited. So I, I kind of get a lot of energy when somebody does something amazing and I struggle to sort of contain it. So it ends up coming out as uh, whatever you just called it, ground and pound. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, yeah. So if, if I do something awesome in Croatia or if I'm somehow an awesome person, you're just going to punch me and, or like put me in a chokehold or. Yeah, probably a chokehold. I probably wouldn't. Punch. Oh, would I? Maybe. Yeah, you, Who knows? Yeah. Who yeah. knows? I don't even know. It's it, it's definitely a surprise for everybody involved. Yeah, you're definitely the wild card. You see how we, we come back to that right there? <laughs> you're the wild card right there. Um, okay. With that being said. Uh, Give, let's talk about the legacy question. So, Bree Darcy, how would you like to how, how would you like to be remembered uh, after you played your final game? Um, I don't think there's any like moments I'd want to be remembered for. But if I was just coming away from dodgeball, I'd just like to be remembered as somebody who's optimistic on court, strong player. Pretty much, pretty much it. Um. It'd be nice to be remembered with a gold medal around my neck. It would be really, really refreshing, but we haven't got there yet. So I can't be remembered for something we haven't done. (laughs) Fair enough. Um, If anything I want to say to you is I never want you to lose that spark. 
I mean, never lose that swagger that makes you believe that you should rock 99. I think people appreciate you for your, your, you got, you got that dog in you. You're happy. You're, you know, you're go lucky and all that, but you got that dog in you. So never lose that and know that it's, it was very evident with me (laughs) as it will be for anyone that knows you that, uh, you're a very special person. And I consider it a uh, honor to cement your story here. That's awesome. Thank you so much. (laughs) Do you have, uh, do you have any final shout outs before we go? A shout out to Darby Phantoms, the one of the maybe not have not have our medals medals yet, but still one of the greatest clubs in the UK. So that's it. Let them know. <laughs> All right, we'll <laughs> wrap this up. All right, and that was my interview with Bree Darcy. Thank you so much for hopping on and sharing with us your story. Um, you can tell she's just the type of person who's just really proud of her friends and proud of where she's from. So it was definitely an, an honor and a pleasure to have her on. I'll announce my next guest uh, shortly. Um, I'll have to look at my count again, but I think I'm at 93 or 94 episodes um, solo recorded. So I'm almost at 100. Not sure what I'm going to do for that one, though, but I'll keep you in the loop. Stay tuned for the next guest. All right. Take care and have a wonderful day.